You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the week nine edition of the Ride In NFL DFS podcast. This is a late one because there was a lot of late breaking news. What happened was I recorded this podcast on my ride to work on Friday morning and in the parking lot because, as you guys know, my ride to work is like five minutes now. But, you know, hung out in the parking lot for an extra 10 or 15 and recorded the podcast. I was going to post it on my lunch, uh, and then I, you know, I open up my phone and see that Taysom Hill's not starting, Devontae Parker's not playing, there was just a bunch of stuff that I had already, um, you know, discussed on the podcast that had already changed in like four hours, uh, from when I had recorded it, so I could not post that, and then I had a bunch of things going on after school, so, I mean, right, it's, it's early, Saturday morning, and it is the first time I could get around to posting a new one. So the good thing is, I mean, bad thing is, wasn't up on Thursday or Friday, so, you know, you didn't get your weekday fix, but the good thing is that the information is as fresh as possible. So quarterback is an absolute mess. Um, I was originally, earlier in the week, going to just roll with Taysom Hill if he played. Uh, He was 5,500. He smashed last year in his starts, you know, running the football well, you know, and even throwing the ball pretty well, too. But, you know, just 80 yards and a touchdown is like uh, basically his medium projection for being a quarterback. That's huge, but looks like Trevor Simeon's going to get the start. That's uh, that's just gone by the wayside. But there's a ton of cheap quarterbacks, like preseason quarterbacks that are looking to get the start. Obviously, Jordan Love at 4,400, Colt McCoy, Tyrod Taylor's in the mix now. Um, I still do like Tua at 5,800. So there's a bunch of cheap options if you want to go that route. I don't know if I can. Um, You know, Jordan Love is super, super intriguing. If it was in Lambeau, I think I would feel a little bit better. But going on the road, his first NFL regular season start in Arrowhead. I know the Chiefs are just... Uh, a sieve on defense but so I wouldn't fault anybody for playing Jordan Love and maybe I will too if I can't make uh, if I can't make you know one of the the more expensive guys in cash fit but I just think that he's going to be in a tough spot and you know 15 DK points is fine at 4400 but if someone like Lamar or someone like Josh Allen goes for 40 you need to make that up somewhere else and if you don't then it doesn't matter that Jordan Love 3 or 4X'd. Um, so that's just the way I'm looking at it. I do think there is some decent value at other positions, so we'll look at it. But I'm definitely leaning towards a higher-priced quarterback like Lamar or Josh Allen in cash. Um, I do love those mid-range guys for tournaments. So, you know, like I think that cash is either going to be you're paying up for Lamar or Allen, or you're paying down for a guy like Tyrod or Jordan Love. And that in-between area, like Justin Herbert, um, like Jalen Hurts, uh, they're just going to be, even Tua, they are going to be under-owned in tournaments, so I like their prospects there. At running back, 
I mean, there's not a ton to pay up for, to be honest. Uh, you know, Kamara is in a rough spot. I, I mean, I like the matchup against the Falcons. If I also like the fact that Trevor Simeon is the quarterback, right? Some Probably some more checkdowns could come his way. Um, but I don't, I think Taysom's going to work in a little bit. And I think, you know, we just saw way too much Mark Ingram last week. So I'm not thrilled about Kamara at 8,200. I think he's a pretty solid tournament play because he could catch like eight passes and score two touchdowns. You know, that's well within his range of outcomes. But I do think that Austin Eckler is my favorite priced up back. He's only 7,900, so it's not like he's too priced up. You know, still under 8K, but he's getting the carries. He's getting the targets. You know, after week one, we really didn't know if he was going to be, you know, a receiving back. I don't know if you recall, but he had like 15 carries for like 60 yards and a touchdown and no targets. And we were like, oh boy, you know, they don't view Austin Eckler as a receiving back. They just view him as their starting running back now. But since then, he's gotten, you know, at least, I think I want to say at least six targets in every game. And in this game against the Eagles, where they're, weakness is, you know, their linebackers covering the middle of the field. I think Eckler could have a really big day in the passing game, but the Eagles are also a run funnel, right? They uh, they just, they can get gashed on the ground. They're giving up over 120 yards rushing on the ground, so I really like Austin Eckler. I mean, Dalvin Cook's there too. He really has just been, I mean, he's only played four games at this point this year, and one he got hurt in. I'm sorry, five games, one he got hurt in. So technically he's finished four games and he's had at least uh, 19, we'll say 20, 19.8 DK points in three of them. Last week against the Cowboys just looked not great. 78 yards on 18 carries, no catches. Um, This week against the Ravens, I think that the Vikings are going to throw the ball. So I really like... Um, Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen in tournaments. Um, Not a huge fan of Dalvin Cook this week. That could come back to bite me. Aaron Jones is interesting. I really think that the Packers are going to try to slow the game down, obviously. Like, they're not going to send Jordan Love out there and have him sling it 45 times as if he was Aaron Rodgers. So I think we're going to see Aaron Jones. I think we're also going to see a lot of A.J. Dillon this week as well. I'm hearing Ezekiel Elliott get talked up a bit. I'm not in love with playing... Zeke this week, I know that he's cheap, um, but the matchup's not great. Uh, Denver is allowing the ninth uh, least points to running backs. Um, I could see them reverting to the air. I could see that game being like a slog too, just a slow-paced shit fest that doesn't really have much offense. Um, So I don't love it. I don't love Zeke uh, in cash at least. I do think Nick Chubb is interesting in tournaments with no Kareem Hunt against the Bengals. I don't think he's going to catch much ownership, so I do like Kareem Hunt. Uh, I I think Devontae Booker is really interesting, right? So he's only 5,900, and I think he could really do some damage against the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders' run defense is particularly good, and I think, you know, Booker's just being used as if his name is Saquon Barkley. Like, he's getting 90% of the snaps, all the carries. You know, guys are working in to spell him, but he is really the one that is getting the work. So I do like Devonta Booker under 6K. That is something that is definitely viable in cash. 
Um, people are mentioning Miles Gaskin as well. So Gaskin and, and Elliott are guys that are getting a ton of, I guess I'll say love. Um, you know, I just see the see the mention on Twitter. I take a look at the Fanshare Sports tags. Looks like Elliott and and Gaskin are two guys that are getting mentioned more than I would have expect them to. I mean, I know that Miami is home to Houston. Houston gives up a ton of production on the ground, but I just don't, you know, I just don't see that the Dolphins riding Miles Gaskin to a win. You know, like if it was, if the Cowboys were playing the Texans, then sure, I would say, yeah, let's get after Zeke because I could see the Cowboys riding Zeke to a win. You know, Gaskin's just going to get his 12 to 15 carries, maybe less. I mean, I know Malcolm Brown is out. That boosts him a little bit. So he, he definitely does have some appeal, but I think his floor is like super low. Like his floor is like for 5,800, his floor is like five, five DK points, like 50 yards, no catches is his floor. Um, what's his median? His median is probably like, I don't know, 80 yards and four catches or something like that. You know, 80 total yards on, on three or four catches. So I would say like his projection for me would probably be like somewhere around 13 or 14 DK points, which is okay for 5.8K, but I just don't love it. Um, under Gaskin, there's not much, though. I do like Zach Moss. I think maybe the Cardinals lean on Connor and Chase Edmonds a bit, so that is interesting. I do think that Melvin Gordon is interesting. He's been active in the passing game. You know, he's caught like three or two or three balls every week, so he has a little bit of a floor there. Um, but to be honest, don't really love much else at, at running back. I think Damian Williams is going to go overlooked. He's at 5,700 and I know Derek Gore got in last week, but the Chiefs really relied on Damian Williams when they needed, uh, you know, a running back to perform the most. He was in there in the second half catching passes. Um, he went six for 60. I could see him getting some, you know, some run between the tackles. He he looked really solid last week. 18 DK points without even scoring a touchdown. So I do like Damian Williams, the Packers. Um, you know, I could see Damian Williams doing some damage on the ground in a game that kind of gets away from the Packers because Jordan Love is under center. Uh, but that's pretty much it at running back. Um, wide receivers... Eh, pretty cut and dry, I guess you could say. Um, I really do like Tyreek Hill. I think he, at 7,900, is almost uh, assuredly in my my cash lineup. And I rarely ever spend up for a guy like Tyreek Hill. But this week, I think there is just so little uh, certainty at the pay-up positions, so little certainty at, with the studs at any position that the fact that Tyree Kill is getting like 12 to 14 targets a game and is pretty much Mahomes' most trusted weapon at this point uh, is good enough for me. And like he can break a slate in cash, right? If he goes for, if he puts up a 40 point game in cash, you know, you're pretty set. So I like Tyree Kill. I mean, you look at his targets the last five games, 18, 13, 12, 12, 9. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, mo- they're turning into more wide receiver one type targets, right? So a few years ago when Hill was smashing in fantasy, it was on like eight targets and he was catching like one or two 60 yard touchdowns. So that's not how his season has gone to this point. Like despite the fact that he's catching like nine, 11, seven, 12 balls a game uh, over the last month or so, 
they're fairly, you know, intermediate type routes. Like he's getting the downfield shots, but he's also, you know, running those short to intermediate routes. He has a full route tree like a number one receiver, which is which is good for his floor, right? Um, so we're not just counting on that 70-yard touchdown for him to hit value. He's seeing 18 targets, and a bunch of them are inside of 10 yards, right? He's getting screens, outs, all kinds of stuff from Patrick Mahomes. So I really like Tyreek Hill. Um, I like Jamar Chase in tournaments. I think he's a little too pricey for cash. Probably not going to be able to jam him in, but I do like Chase and Jefferson for tournaments. Um, I like Mike Williams in, you know, Chargers, Eagles, tournament stacks. Um, Brandon Cooks is really interesting. I think he could really have his way with the Dolphins secondary. I know that, you know, the Dolphins defensive backs are talked up as if they are daunting, uh, but they've allowed the third most fantasy points by receivers and Cooks is most, the most yards Cooks ever had this season was in week one with Tyrod Taylor, 130 yards. So that is promising. Um, Marquise Brown, I like in tournaments as well. Then we get to Amari Cooper, right? And I'm not an Amari Cooper stand. I'm not one of these guys that thinks he's like the end all be all of wide receivers. Some guys just like are on his jock, despite the fact that he only sees like four targets in some games, but he is 5,700 against the Denver Broncos. And, uh, you know, that is, I could see, here's the thing about Amari, he's done well with limited targets, right? So, I mean, in weeks four and five, he scored basically 16 DK points on only like an average of four targets, four, four or five targets in those two weeks. So he's efficient. And if he ever sees 10 or 12 targets, he does what he did last week. And that's go for, you know, 30 DK points in prime time. So I think Amari is uh, a pretty safe bet for cash, which he usually isn't. I mean, this week, I'll tell you what this week's going to be. This week is either going to be a 95th percentile week in cash, meaning you like what you if you play like 200 head-to-heads or something like that, you win like 180 to 190 of them, or it's going to be like a 10 percentile week where you win like 20 or 30 of them. Because I am playing uh, some, I'm I'm gravitating towards some players that have a wider range of outcomes, which is usually not what my cash uh, strategy is, but that's just the way the week is shaping up, to be honest. Um, so this 5K range is really interesting. You have guys like Emmanuel Sanders. I would pay attention to Cole Beasley. If Beasley doesn't play, I think Sanders is a great bounce back candidate. I even think Sanders is a good bounce back candidate in tournaments if Beasley does play, because he was widely owned last week, even in cash, and he threw up a goose egg. So, you know, no one's going back to him this week, but I do think that it is not that bad of a play. Um, Waddle is a play again, just because Devontae Parker is out. So, I mean, he saw 12 targets last week, only converted that into seven fantasy points. Um, but Against the the Texans, I could see Waddle really shaking loose, doing some damage um, with any type of targets over like seven or eight. I think Waddle's in play for cash at fifty six hundred. Um, Kadarius Tony is also in play uh, with Shepard out, Galladay potentially out. Obviously, Barkley's out. Um, so, and Tony looked pretty solid last week. He he only saw five targets, but he caught four balls. Um, so I think 
you know, with Shepard out. So Shepard last week, he played for most of the game and had seven targets. So there's some targets up for grabs uh, in that Giants offense. So I do like Kadarius Toney. Obviously, Jarvis Landry is in play. I mean, he saw 10 targets last week, eight targets the week before that. He's not doing much with them, like 10 targets. Is he gonna is probably gonna result in like six catches for fifty yards. But if he somehow is able to get into the end zone, then it will be um, worthwhile for him at fifty one hundred. Obviously, OBJ's released. Donovan People Jones likely not to play. So as we keep getting down, now we have the uh, we have the conundrum of Ronald Moore and. I think, you know, Ronald Moore is right near Jamal Agnew. I think both of those guys are interesting for cash. You might say, what, Jamal Agnew? This guy has 25 targets in his last three games for the Jaguars. He has usurped uh, LaVisca Chennault in the, you know, in most uh, formations. So, I mean, he's definitely a consideration. Rondell Moore, the issue is they play at 425. If we knew before 1 o'clock that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out, I think Rondell Moore is absolutely a consideration. He hasn't done much the last few weeks, but that's with a full complement of wide receivers. Um, I think the Colt McCoy is actually some, you know, having Colt McCoy in the lineup is actually a benefit to Rondell Moore. They might run some more jet sweeps and quick throws and things like that, get Ronald Moore the ball in space. Because number one, A.J. Green is out. Potentially, DeAndre Hopkins is out. Potentially, Kyler Murray is out. So I guess we'll have to wait and see with news circulating in the hours before lock. If it is all but certain that DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Kyler Murray is going to join A.J. Green on the bench, I think Rondell Moore is a really good play as well. I actually think this might be a four wide receiver week there's a bunch of value and some good plays in that 5k range at wide receiver and I don't love the running backs so it could be a five uh, excuse me a four wide receiver week at tight end I think in cash it's Albert Okuwe Boonham if you're if you're not sure how to pronounce his name Albert O freak athlete out of Mizzou played with Drew Locke um yeah Okuwe Boonham is how you would say his name, 2,600, no Noah Fant. I mean, just lock it in. There's no real reason to dis- to discuss anything else. I love Dallas Goddard in tournaments, stacked or unstacked, with Jalen Hurts. And I like some of the higher-priced guys as as pivots, right? Like Kelsey and, and Darren Waller and Mark Andrews make a lot of sense because they have huge ceilings. And, you know, if guys are going to be running out, Albert O., and other cheap scrubs and taking like fours and eights and sixes at at tight end and you can you know pivot to a mark andrews or a travis kelsey and they have one of their patented 28 fantasy point game that's huge leverage but in cash i don't really see much reason to go to stray away from the cheapness Um, at defense there's a few teams obviously the niners at 2800 without any like without like the Cardinals' three or four best players on the field. I think the, the Niners are in play. I don't mind the Raiders at the Giants. Um, you know, Daniel Jones, very turnover prone. I think the Chiefs in Arrowhead, even though their defense has been terrible against Jordan Love. Um, but basically, you know my philosophy on defense. Create your lineup. 
do the best you can in the other eight spots and see what you have left over for defense and, you know, just click and pray, basically. All right, that'll do it. I apologize that this podcast did not drop on a weekday. However, you are welcome that it is up to the minute information that has taken into account pretty much every injury situation, which is a positive. Good luck in your Sunday contests. I will see you back here on Monday to recap what went right and what went wrong. Good luck.